faith is the anchor of a victorious life. And we understand that faith only comes by the word and that word is in your bosom. As the word says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Stay tuned as we lead pastors of Victory Life Bible Church International, Apostle Lawrence and Reverend Paula Achudume. Feed your soul and spirit with the word of God. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your mercy and protection. Lord, we have come to you. We have not come to a man. We receive understanding. We receive wisdom. We receive a heart to receive from you. Let our eyes open to see beyond words that are spoken. And one thing we promise you, we give you the glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Can you jam your hands together for Jesus as you take your seat? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are still talking on, on the blessings. And we're going to continue again this morning until we know God wants us to stop on this topic. But let's begin from the scripture that was read both as a devotional that Reverend Fala also picked up. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. He said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose whichever one you want. Choose life. That both thou and thy seed may live. Because if you choose otherwise, both of you will not live. Can this cream work? It simply tells us that God gave us the choice of choice. He gave us the ability and the capacity and the wisdom to make choices. Which also means what becomes of your life is a product of the choice or the choices you made. So whether you are blessed in life, the word cost there has to do with poverty, has to do with sickness, has to do with problems of life, which are products of our attitudes and activities in life. Things we choose to do determines what we get. In Luke 16, we're going to read a fairly long few verses. We read from verse 19. Perhaps I may jump some and I will still come back. Luke 16. I'm talking about, today I want to go further to about beggars, which is a choice that one makes in life somewhere along the line. You can be a beggar on earth and go to heaven. It's just that you will have amassed enough shame before you go. Enough embarrassment to people around you to do that know you, but you still go to heaven. And either you're a beggar or you are a blessing, it's a choice. In Genesis 12, verse 1, God came and said to Abraham, Genesis 12, from verse 1 to 3, He says, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. If you like, I call that one blessing overflow. So it's a choice to be blessed. And to become a blessing. 
where you are not a blessing, it is called greed or stinginess. That is where you tend to not even really amass because stingy people oftentimes don't have much. And they don't have much because they are stingy and greedy. Because one of the secrets of prosperity is liberality. Being able to be a blessing to people, to give, and to be a kingdom player. An active kingdom player. At a point, some, the disciples came to Jesus, led by Philip. He said, Master, this man who is asking you to come to his house and pray for his sick child is a lover of not only God, and a lover of the kingdom. And he has built us a synagogue. His kingdom committed. This man is liberal to the brethren. And any, anything that needs to be done in the church, he's eager and run to do it. So, Master, he didn't come to you to do it because he doesn't deserve it. He's not begging for it. It is his right and privilege because he has done what makes him to deserve your visitation. Of course, there are people you visit, they think because they are very good or because they are right. But this one deserves it by virtue of what he's doing. So it's a choice to be blessed. And if you've chosen to be blessed, your activities, your attitudes, your prayers, your relationships must do those things that we demand or attract the blessing. Psalm 37, he said, Friend not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Verse 2. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green hair. Verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do what? And do what? So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be what? Fed. That is, trust in God. Don't only trust in God. Do what? Can you say it like Do what? That means be liberal. Be loveable and love. Be kind-hearted. And also experience kindness. Matthew 5 verse 7 says, Blessed are the what? Can you say that? Blessed are the what? Why? So, so be kind-hearted, do good, and you will get good. Does that align with that scripture? Blessed are the merciful, show mercy, and you will obtain mercy. Are you getting a church? Now, being blessed is a lifestyle. To be a blessing is a lifestyle. That's why Jesus said, he said, they that we care for their own life, we lose it. But them that will lose their life for my sake, they will gain it. Hallelujah, somebody. Now let's go to Luke 16. We read from verse 19. There was a certain man which was clothed in purple, a rich man, and fine linen, and fed sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. Now, verse 21. And desiring to do what? For what? With the crumbs, to be fed with the crumbs, which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his soul. Now, 
the word desiring there is a very strong word which has to do with passion, eagerness. One thing about God is since he has given us the power of choice, he honors our choices. He respects our choices. The Bible says this man desire. Desire is stronger than want. Desire is to be deeply passionate about. Desire is to put all your attention, all your strength in that thing. I desire it. Which means this man didn't have an option in his mind but to desire crumbs. Am I communicating here? Are you with me? So he desired crumbs and he got crumbs. He desired crumbs and he got crumbs. Let me ask a question and be sincere. When they give him crumbs, did he say, Father, I thank you? Yes. Good. Did he come to church and share testimony? Yes. Is it a miracle? Yes. But it's crumbs. So what you call miracle depends on your desire. Yes. Now, let's go further. That he desired crumbs and got crumbs. Does that mean there was nothing better he could have got? Was there something better he could have asked for? Was there something better? Please give me your attention. Are you with me? Was there something better he could have asked for? Now, let's let put it this way. Assuming he asked for that thing better, is there... Now, if he desired, if there is something else he could have desired, are there chances, if he has asked for the alternative to crumbs, are there chances he will have got it? So, why did he not ask for that alternative? If he has the chance to have asked for something better, why did he not ask for that instead of asking for crumbs? Because in the first case, there, was, there is no evidence that the rich man kicked him out of his gate. So if the rich man can accommodate him at his gate and with dogs licking his sores, that means the rich man could have gone further to make his life better. So why did he not ask for something better? His attitude, his mindset. That's why miracles, blessings depends on your size. And your size in life is determined by your mind. For as he thinketh in his heart, that is your size. If you think bigger, if you think better, you will be bigger and be better. But if you think small and think crumbs, you will have crumbs you will share testimony. We will judge your testimony by your size and clap for you at your size. Because indeed, it's a testimony. But you can as well be in the same situation and ask for something bigger and better. Desire means passionate for. I am desperate for. That means you can be bigger if you can make your thinking bigger. Are you getting it? And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angel into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now, 
The beggar died, was carried to Abraham's bosom because his spirit is saved. He is born again. But has a wrong concept about life. Has a wrong attitude about life. The rich man also died and was buried. One thing about life is this. When a child of God dies, his spirit goes. That is why every believer should feed his spirit more than he feed his flesh. The flesh is not going anywhere. It will end on the earth. It is the spirit of man that goes to heaven or to hell. But the spirit goes. Now this man died. Because he's born again, the spirit left. The rich man went to hell. Now let's read further. Now, in hell or in heaven, as they were to the same place, different places, verse 23. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes and being in torment and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Now, I always make joke about this scripture that Bible says in John 14, how did he put it? He said, in my father's house, there are many what? He said, if it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you so that where I will be, there you will be also. There are many mansions. So I'm always surprised that this man went to heaven and wasn't in his own mansion, was in Abraham's house. Where did he go to? Eh? So Abraham gave him a room in his house. But I know that, that in heaven, everybody should have their own house. Because you can't, you, on earth, you are renting a house to people, or renting from people, you get to heaven, you want to go and rent a house. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may lift, he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou art in thy lifetime, receiveth thy good things, and likewise Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us, there is a big gulf. Between us, blah, 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 blah. Now, few questions I want to ask here. In the first case, this rich man, first of all, saw Father Abraham. Father Abraham sent Lazarus. Maybe in the rich man's mind, even in hell, because one thing that blessings or prosperity gives a man is boldness. Prosperity makes a man confident. It builds your faith. It makes you know the same God that helped you thus far can still help you again. Poverty makes a man inferior. It builds a complex of inability, complex of I can't make it, complex of everybody around is better than me, and builds a complex of envy and jealousy on a man. But a man that God has helped, he, 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 he builds level of say God can do it, God can do it. But a man that has never seen three testimonies about God, we think God cannot do anything. A man that like Job 8 verse 7 says, thy beginning may be small, which means make a choice to begin small. People fall into error when they try to begin from the top. You want to make 30 million in one month when you have never managed one million. God does not give to men like that. God gives you as you grow and mature. 
Somebody said, everybody grows old, but not everybody is growing up. Growing old, everybody grows old. Now, to grow old, you can sleep throughout this year. Am I talking to you? Next year, if you were 2020 this year, and you slept throughout the year, doing nothing, what you become next year? 21. So, doing nothing or doing something does not affect your age. But doing something affects your growing up. It has to do with development, improvement, capacity building. Ah, you are growing really fast. What they mean is that you are improving. There's improvement in your life, in your business, in your planning. But to grow old, anybody grow old, you don't have to be a success to grow old or young. You grow old. That is why everybody must plan to grow up, not just growing old. That's why don't only measure age and compare age with people. Look at results. Praise the Lord. Are you getting this? So this man, so a poor man can be a Christian and go to heaven. But you will have suffered many things on the earth. Humiliations and embarrassment. So it's a choice to ask for crumbs instead of asking for the real bread. Is it making sense now? It's a choice to desire breakthrough. It's a choice to desire healing. It's a choice to desire good health. It's a choice to desire favor from people that matters. Ladies and gentlemen, your legs, your body will unconsciously gravitate to where your desire is. Your leg we unconsciously gravitate to where your desire is. That's why the word desire is a very strong word. Unconsciously, you will find yourself doing it. Your hands will unconsciously begin to work what your thinking is. Begin to work it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, does being poor or being rich Hinder anybody from going to heaven? No. You can be rich like Abraham. Genesis 13 verse 2. And Abraham was what? And Abraham was what? Now, for God, God said very. God, you see, words in scriptures are intentionally used. If Abraham was just rich, it would have said, and Abraham was rich. But he said, and Abraham was what? Very. Very. That means, let's use our modern day English. Abraham was stinkingly rich. In what? Can you say it louder? In what? And what? What's verse 3? Now, why I say it's really so I can know. Now, so Abraham was stinkingly rich, very rich in cattle, that is business, in silver, and in gold. It didn't stop him from going back to Bethel which is the house of God. What sustains a man's riches and wealth is your covenant work with God. Many people get it and they lose God. Many people soon get it and begin to think their hands has gotten them this wealth. Deuteronomy chapter 18, 8 from verse 14. Say, be careful. After 
God has blessed you that you do not think your hands has gotten you this word? Why does God not trust some believers to give them wealth? Because God has seen their future that if he gives you, you will soon, he will soon lose you. God knows how you will behave tomorrow. That if he blesses you, you will soon think you are very intelligent. That you are very smart. That's why you are rich. That's why he has blessed you. So what does he do? He withhold it. So Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, in gold. Was in heaven. So that is to say, it wasn't poverty that made Lazarus go to heaven. You're not, I don't like your faces now. Are you with me? Lazarus wasn't in heaven because he was poor. And the rich man in Luke 16 wasn't in hell because he was rich. He was in hell because he put so much confidence in his riches. He never trusted God. He never believed God. He thought he was smart. He thought he was intelligent. And like I've told you several times, you can get riches from anywhere, from the devil, from ritual killing, you can get it. From native dot, you can get it. But it will lead you in hell. And it will not give you peace of mind. Because you have to be in bondage over those things. Praise God. That's what I say, uh, the Proverbs 10, 22. You say, for the blessings of God. The blessings of God. It maketh what? Rich and add no sorrow. It simply means there are blessings that come with sorrow. You are not here. Are you here in the house? Please have your seat. Hallelujah. Now let's go further quickly. Praise God. Praise God. Can you somebody shout a big hallelujah? Hmm. If you read down in that Luke 16, the man said, okay, Father Abraham, why don't you send Lazarus or somebody there to go to my brethren and tell them that hell is bad? He said, no, they have the prophets on earth to tell them, like I'm telling you now, that hell is bad. Nobody has to come from heaven to come and tell them. So, there are, people, there are prophets who are shouting that hell is bad, hell is bad. To prosper through ritual is bad. To prosper through killing your girlfriend or killing your mother or killing anybody at all is bad. To prosper by collecting ransom is bad. To prosper by 419 is bad. You may get it, but it comes with sorrow. It comes without peace. So I show you a better way to get it. Praise the Lord, somebody. Now, we have other beggars in the Bible. Lazarus was a beggar. His own begging was so bad that he, he even made companion with dogs. He became friends with dogs that come to lick his wounds. He became friends with dogs. It never crossed Lazarus' mind. I hear what I want to say here. It never crosses Lazarus' mind that this man who is so kind enough to give me crumbs, if only I can change my mind, he can give me what I ask him to give me. Okay, give me the real bread for once now and add butter to it. At least try. Tell somebody, say try. Like I tell myself, I tell people, yes is an answer, no is an answer. 
any of the two answers you get in whatever you ask or desire is correct. Ask another person. In Acts chapter 3, we're told the about another beggar who they often carry. Now follow me, I'm going somewhere. Who they often carry to the gate called beautiful. There are people today who are beggars who men still carry to junctions to beg. In the evening, they come and carry them and they share profit. Begging is not a gift of the spirit. Begging should not be a character of you as a child of God. To make it as a habit that everybody around you are working for your sake while you sleep all day. That is begging. A case where you refuse to do something because your uncle is there, your daddy is there, somebody is there, or as a woman, you are married, you refuse to do something because your husband is working, is there to print money. That is not a good life to live. Honor is in being productive in the work of your hand. So in Acts, when Paul, who was, was it Peter and John, coming to the temple, they saw this man, they looked at his situation, that this man, being a daughter of Abraham, talking about that, you know the story, being a daughter of Abraham, ought not to be a beggar. And they said, without his permission, we know your inner heart desire. You want to walk by yourself. Silver and gold we don't have now. Such as we have, get up and walk. Get up and walk. Get, that means stop begging, start doing something. The man jumped into the church and began to celebrate. Did he go back to beg again? No, he didn't beg again. He didn't beg again. Even the man at the pool called Bethesda, when Jesus healed him, he said, start learning how to fend for yourself. Carry your bed with your own hand. Carry your bed. You have not carried bed. You have not lifted the stone for the past 30 and 80 years. Learn it from now. Carry your bed and walk. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a honor in the fruit of your labor than in begging. That's why Job 8 verse 7, he said, thy beginning may be small. There is honor in starting small in life. Take, there is dignity of labor. Take pride in that pure water you are selling. Keep praying. Remain faithful. It will definitely increase. Though thy beginning was small. Yet, thy latter end shall do what? Greatly increase. There is multiplication in God. And God blessed them, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. There is multiplication in God as you begin with fruitfulness. It may be small. People may not appreciate it, but you know the effort to put it together result. Celebrate it. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Now, in Mark chapter 10, from verse 46, let's get that scripture. Am I blessing you today? Mark 10, 46. I, I see champions in the house. I'm not hearing you, amen. I see champions in the house. I see multi-millionaires. I see senators. I see governors. I see deputy governors. I see first ladies. I'm not hearing you, amen, here. I see members of the House of Assembly. I see bank executives here. What will take you there is work, not begging. What will make you a good first lady is work. Brain. What will make you a multi-millionaire, a multi-businessman is work. Sleep less and plan more. 
Don't sleep 12 hours every day. His work. Somebody shout hallelujah. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind what? Blind what? Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side doing what? Begging. Now verse 47. So he must realize. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to do what? And say what? That what? Do what? Now the first question is this. Why did blind Bartimaeus not hear it was Jesus passing and knowing that Jesus will not pass without a crowd of some multi-millionaires? Why did he not say, Jesus, I am here, give me money? Why did he not beg Jesus for money? Knowing that Jesus, we have people like uh, uh, Joseph of Arimathea, maybe around him, a rich man. And other rich guys, other rich boys and guests around Jesus Christ. People, if you look at Luke chapter 8, Jesus has a crowd of rich women and rich men. They were ministers, members of parliament who were uh, among the disciples of Jesus. Look at Luke 8 and see them. People like Chusa's wife, who was a minister in the cabinet of, of Herod. We're all disciples of Jesus. Why didn't blind Bartimaeus say, oh, it is Jesus. I know he will have some crowd of rich men. And Jesus himself was not a beggar because when Jesus died, even army officers were fighting over his clothes. That cloth must be very expensive. But he didn't ask for money. He said, thou son of David, do what? Have mercy. What does he mean? Ladies and gentlemen, even if you are here at the sound of my voice, there is a time in your life when the spirit of begging must say, no, it's enough. I must let him go. There comes a time in a man's life, in your journey, where something will tell you, no, you have the capacity to change your story. I don't want to beg again. I need what will make me a giver. I'm not a beggar. Let me interpret. You will get it. Was blind Bartimaeus begging before? So why did he not beg that day? Is it possible there was a quickening of the spirit that said to him, blind Bartimaeus, your time and season of begging ends. Take advantage of this moment. Is it possible? Hello. Is it possible? That there was a quickening in him Instead of his normal self to say, hey, Babi Allah, Babi Allah, anything is okay, anything is okay, just give me anything. And that day, there was a quickening in his spirit. That something spoke to him inside. The person passing by today is not normal person. Don't beg him for crumbs. Let him change your entire life. Is it possible, as I'm speaking now, God is telling somebody at the sound of my voice, you are at a turning point, you are at a junction, where the next decision you will make will change your life. Is it possible? Is it possible that somebody, you have struggled for too long in life, and God is telling you, don't joke with this moment, this is Kairos moment you have been waiting for in life, that the next statement you will make will touch heaven.
and hell will let you go. Is it possible? Blind Bartimaeus, that's why when they said to him, Blind Bartimaeus, stop begging, stop shouting. The man didn't stop because at that point, something was burning in him that is irresistible, that made him unstoppable. What was that in? The same desire Lazarus has in begging for crumbs, the same desire was on blind Bartimaeus to change his story. Desire. What is God telling us? You can change your story today. You can change your journey in life today. You can determine how your life will end even at this moment. You can change it. I came today in the name of the Lord. To somebody, I don't know his name. But let me tell you, in years to come, somebody will refer to today as the turning point of his life. Somebody will. Men will have bashed you left, right, and center. Men will have called you nobody, good for nothing. Men will have told you you can never rise above this moment. They told blind Bartimaeus the same thing. They insulted him. They called him good for nothing. But when that Kairos moment came, he received a rema. This crowd is not a crowd I should beg. This crowd can change my story. Men say, stop shouting. He said, no. He shouted the more. Desire. Thou son of David, change my life. Either in politics, in business, every area of your life, you can change it. Let me, t- let me know. Are you being blessed? Let me wrap it up somewhere. Look at Luke 24. Let's look at verse 28. Are you happy? Now watch this scripture. Watch it. Because if I'm not careful, you may not get it. So watch this scripture. And they drew near unto the village. Whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. Yes. But they constrained him. Saying. Now hold on. Few things you must get here. Remember that Abraham. What changed Abraham's life? One. When he saw those three men came, whom he has never met before, what did Abraham do? He constrained them to wait and wash their feet and then gave them food to eat. Do good. I'm aware in Nigeria of today, you are even afraid of your mother's brother. You are even afraid of your junior sister and junior brothers. You are afraid. But that does not stop from being sensitive to an inner man to know when to do good. Always watch the signals around you to know what to do. So he, they constrain him. It's evening. Stay with us. So that is doing good. And they, and the day is fast spent. And he went in to tarry yet with them. Now read on. And it came to pass. Can we read together? And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them. He took bread and blessed it and break and gave them to eat. The next verse. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Now, hold on. Those are good. Those happen after he gave them bread and all that stuff. But I want to see what happened before he gave them bread and all that stuff. The next verse. And they said one to another, did not our heart do what? Within us, why he talked with us by the way? And why he opened to us what? So look at it. Now, don't, be, don't get it wrong. Their eyes opened when they gave them bread, when they gave them wine, because 
They refused to open it when they should have opened it. Are you here? Read verse 32 again. What did they say? And they said one to Hold on. Now, the word one to another, the word one to another simply means he was feeling the same thing, I was feeling the same thing, but nobody could talk. So, by the time the thing, Jesus now made them to open, to reveal the same, they said, did our heart not burn us one with another? While he was talking. That is to say, they would have known before they were eating bread. Are you getting it? Let me interpret it here. There are certain signals that heaven gives to you when you brings you to a turning point. There are certain manifestations. There are certain ways you feel. There are certain ways your thoughts begin to change. You begin to sense it. You begin to sense some signals inside you. Should I do? Some, some, some voices begin to come inside for you to act upon. But oftentimes, you don't act upon it because you think you may be wrong. Am I communicating here? Because you think you may be wrong. You think if I do it now, wouldn't they say I am mad? If I do it now, wouldn't they say, ah, what are you doing? Wouldn't they say you are hearing strange voices? So their hearts burn them. There are, certain, there are certain ideas, there are certain things God is speaking to your heart to do to change your story, but you refuse to do them until sometimes it becomes late. So what did blind Bartimaeus do? Blind Bartimaeus only took advantage of his heart burning him to shout. Blind Bartimaeus did what? He took advantage of his heart burning him to shout. Let me put it this way. Blind Bartimaeus ignored the voice of the environment to act on his impulse. God oftentimes will not come at you and shout, Busola, do this. Mm-mm. He will whisper in your heart. It's like a feeling. It's like a thought. It's like an idea that is flying through. It is left for you to capture it and pull it down. Let me give another scripture. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How do you bring the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven when you are not in heaven? He will give you an inspiration in your heart about things in the heaven. That's why I say deep call it unto the deep. And once you grab it, manifest it on the earth and you will get result. You are not born to struggle if only you can walk on that impulse. That voice of the spirit. There is somebody here. You are at a turning point. You are at a junction of decision. Slavery ends in your life today. Begging ends in your life today. There are things, there are ideas God has done to you because he will bless the work of your hand. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. I will open unto you the treasures of heaven and then bless the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasures. The heavens to give thee rain unto thy land, unto your business in their season. And to bless what? The work of your hand. In Thessalonians, it says, let him that will not walk, let him not eat. In John 9, it says, my father walk, so I walk. In John 5, 
My father walketh, I walk. In John 9, I walk in the day because night cometh when no man shall walk. Lamentation 3.27. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in where? It simply means it is good for you to walk when you are so that they can have the dividend of life in your old age. To be sleeping every uh, 10 hours every day because you read that somebody said you must sleep at least 8 hours a day. The person telling you to sleep at least 8 hours a day, go and find out, he's not sleeping for 8 hours. And when they say sleep 8 hours, did they say marathon? That every you, you normally time yourself. I'm sleeping now, it's 6 o'clock. Then you wake up, Holy Ghost wake you up by, by 12 to pray. You see, it's not 8 hours. You close the eye again. John 9, verse 4. I must walk. What does he do? The walk of him that sent me. While it is when? The night comet. What is night? Your old age. Somebody told me, when I was younger as a pastor, I can travel every day from city to city preaching. I can't try it now. As I'm finishing in Britain, I'm going to Asa, from Asa, I'm going to Potako from there, just around. I can't try it now. John 11, verse 9. Jesus answered, I dare not 12 hours in which a man must walk. Walk. Do something. Tell somebody, say, do something. Say, don't be idle. Say, do something. Don't wait until you are 50. Before 40, what do I want to achieve? If I miss 40, before 50, what do I want to achieve? If I miss 50, before 60, what do I want to achieve? So you don't end up blaming people for your failures in life because you refuse to pick the signals around you. Say signals. There are signals. But let me give you the summary of all I've been talking about. Today is somebody's turning point. You can activate the blessing. There are signals. God is telling you this one must end. Something good is about to start. This must end. Something good is about to start. That is the blessing. God is always looking for opportunity to bring a man to a place of blessing. To a place where he will be blessed. Where she will be blessed. I saw a scripture this morning which is really amazing. Uh, in Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 9. You say, oh God, death has entered into our land through the window. Death entered through window. And what did Malachi 3 verse 10 say? I've opened windows of what? Of heaven and poor blessing. So it's either blessing is coming through window or death is coming through window. I just ran into it. You say death has entered through the window. And Bible say in the mouth of two shall scriptures be confirmed. So when they say pay tight, it's not because without your tight, the progress, the church will not progress. It's for your good. And like I thought, tight means removing debt. Remove debt. First fruit, remove debt. Bring the first fruit. And then the remainder shall be holy. Because <laughs> I wrote on Facebook. Somebody who doesn't know his left hand and right, right from Facebook wrote something and you are making mouth. Talking about Lawrence Achirume. So I saw it on Facebook. It's Facebook Bible. Face Bible, not Facebook. Lift up those holy hands. Lift it up. I don't know. There are people here that I want to pray for. It's a turning point. Can you stand, if you don't mind? Can you stand? When we come to pray, can you stand, please? Lift up your hands and talk to God this morning. It's somebody's turning point. It's somebody's moment of change. Like blind Bartimaeus. He didn't miss the opportunity. 
and there is no record that he went back to beg. There is no record that he lived at the mercy of men. There is no record that shows that blind Bartimaeus lived at the mercy of men. Lift up your voice, lift up your hands and talk to God. If it is you, this message is meant for that you knew there's a turning point, that there is a level God wants you to step into. Can you begin to talk to God? There is a height God wants to take you to. You have been getting the signal in your mind. You didn't understand. But today, you captured it better. Can you talk to God? Can you talk to God? Say, God, that message is meant for me. It is me you sent this message to. Can you lift up your voice and talk to God? Lift up your voice and talk to God. There is a quickening in your heart. There is a change in your heart. Can you please talk to God? Say, God, it is me you are talking to. You sent your servant to me this morning. You sent your servant to me this morning. Thank you for the message. Thank you for what I've had. I am going to act on it. I'm going to do something. Can you lift up your voice and talk to God? Hmm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your voice and talk to him. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Hope you were blessed by that inspiring message from our lead pastor and we pray it bears fruit in your life. For more transforming messages, do subscribe to our YouTube channel at Victory Life Bible Church or keep yourself updated via our website at www.victorylifebiblechurch.org. You could also follow us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at VLBCINT. God bless you.